just grateful for the opportunity to get to speak to you guys because uh, some of you guys know our story. Like Brother Donald said, we we were trying to have a baby and couldn't. And this wasn't a one week, two week, one month, two month, one year, two year process. It was a, it was half a decade. Now that I think about it, thanks, sugar. And so, I'm going to just give you all a little snippet of how we met and how, to, how we come to get to this place where we were trying to conceive. Uh, I was married once. And truth of the matter is, I was a horrible husband. I was bossy. I was controlling. I was, I was just mean. There's no other word for it. I asked the Lord to forgive me and lead me and guide me in another direction because that's not who I was and not who I wanted to be. And I was arrogant, immature. Got married when I was 19. Felt like because if I was a good provider, that I was a good husband. And that wasn't the case. Uh, so needless to say, she left. I don't blame her. I would have left me too if I could. <laughs> but I don't live in the past. You know, that's neither here nor there. We're on great terms. We have a son, Victor. We all get along great. And so as time moved on, I was, you know, I said to myself, Dwayne, if you can't do any better than this, you don't need a wife, son. And so I was sitting at the house board one day and hopped online and chit-chatting. AR Girl 81 popped up. There's still some debate about who messaged who first, but I think she messaged me first. She won't say that, but I believe she did. (laughs) And so we started dating, and, you know, throughout the course of dating, conversation come up about having children. She already knew I had a son. And uh, she said she couldn't have kids. I said, oh, okay. So I kind of just left it at that. Time rocked on. We started talking and eventually got married and conversation came up again. If she brings it up twice, guys, pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention because it's near and dear to her heart. And so we, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. We're going to hit this home run and put the team on the bus, you know. So, swinging the bat, swinging the bat, swinging the bat. No runs come home yet, y'all. That's a baseball metaphor if y'all didn't get that. 
So this went on for months and months and months, and those months eventually turned into a year. One year turned into two years. So nothing we were doing was working in the natural. And so we was like, let's go to the doctor. And so we went to the doctor, and I don't, you know, I don't, have anything negative to say about any doctor because God gives those people wisdom. They're, they're here for a reason. Um, some of the most godly people I know are doctors. And some aren't. But nevertheless, they were all created and, and God is there. God is over them just like He's over me. And so... Doctor ran some tests, and he was like, "If y'all, if y'all have seen our testimony, you know, I talk about the eggs, and he said something about some eggs and some endo, some other word I can't pronounce." I told my wife, I said, "Look, I, I ain't no doctor. I don't know nothing about no eggs. I don't know if you got one egg, two eggs, or a dozen eggs." I don't know if your egg poached, boiled, scrambled. I said, I really don't know. But I know if it's in God's will, we're going to have a baby. That's the one thing I do know. And so he gave us some medicine. She took the medicine. He was like, I'll try this in a month or two. Come back. We'll do a pregnancy test. And so we did what he told us to do. Took the medicine, took the test. She's still not pregnant. I was like, you got anything else, doc? And uh, he said, take this shot. This wasn't no ordinary shot, y'all. This shot was $1,200. I said, how many of these bad boys we going to have to take? <laughs> and so we took the shot, went home, handled our business, played softball this time. We didn't play baseball. We played softball. And still nothing. No results. By this time, you know, it's been two and a half, maybe even three years, and discouragement is starting to creep in. How you know? How many of you know that the devil, he, he looks for opportunity to creep in, to set in where you're discouraged, where you done got your faith down a little bit? He'll try to tell you you're not worthy, you don't deserve a child, you don't. But... My mom's favorite saying is, the devil is a lie. He is a lie. And the Bible says it clearly. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so, I went to work one day. Come home. Laura was upstairs. Sitting on the commode with her clothes on, crying with a negative with a negative test in her hand. 
He's like, I want a baby. I said, I know, baby. I'm, I'm doing all I can do, sugar. I'm going to I looked on eBay for a baby. I couldn't find one on eBay. I Googled it. How much is a baby? This little Chinese baby popped up. $18,000. I said, that'd be kind of weird, my big old black self with this little Chinese baby. So we began to pray and ask God to move on our behalf. And I come to church, I think it was two days later I came to church. I said to myself, now who in here would know anything about having children? And I was looking around the sanctuary. Then I heard Miss Elaine laughing. She was talking to Miss Thelma. I said, oh yeah. They got 11 between them. They know, they know something. At least brother, Pastor Jerry and brother Donald know something. Somebody knows something. And so I went up and asked Miss Elaine out to church. I said, hey, Miss Elaine, we, we've been trying to get pregnant and we have yet to conceive. You got any advice for us? And without hesitation, she didn't even give it a second thought. She said, and I quote, y'all need to come to our prayer class. I was thinking, you know, she was going to do a flip, throw something up in the air, spin around three times and catch it. But she said, y'all need to come to our prayer class. I said, when is it? She said, on Tuesday nights. And so we made room in our schedule, started coming to prayer class. Brother Donald and Miss Thelma would pray for us, anoint us with oil. And stand and believe. And that's what I'm telling you. It's just good to be with other believers. And it wasn't just them. It was Miss Gloria. I don't know if she's in here. Miss Cheryl. Miss Cheryl. Miss uh, Sharon. I will, you know, I will forever be in y'all's debt because I just feel like. You guys help us get over that hump that we were needing to get over. And you did it just by simply praying and believing with us. And in this prayer class, as they started to pray for us, we started to pray for others. And they would hand out this list and we would just go down the list and I'm telling y'all, it's awesome if you have a need and other believers are standing and believing with you, you don't have to stand alone. And when we began to shift our focus from our needs to other needs, I just feel like the stronghold was broken. And Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer 
and supplications, giving thanksgiving, let your prayers be known to God. And that was the scripture we stood on while we were trying to, that's one of the ones we stood on while we were trying to get pregnant. And we had to tidy up some things in in our own personal life. And uh, so when I was preparing this message, I asked my lovely wife to type it up for me because she's a teacher and that's just what she does. I was expecting red marks to be all over it, but (laughs) obviously I passed. And so I asked her, I said, would you add anything or take away from it? Because ultimately this is our story, you know. Can't nobody argue with your story. It's your story. It's how you, it's how you tell it. And then she said, don't forget to tell them about tithing. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I wasn't really a tither talking about herself. And she said the moment she started tithing, she felt like God opened her womb. Ain't God good? And so she's still kind of tight now. Don't let her fool you. I've always been generous. If you come over to the house, you're going to leave with something. A TV, a Civil War bullet, a arrowhead, something. I'm going to give somebody something so maybe they'll remember me. Anyway, we uh, we were doing the prayer class, and finally the Holy Spirit just, well, you know, you get this unction saying, hey, everything's okay, I got you, big dog. Trust my timing. God was like, trust my timing, that's all I needed. And so my work schedule got kind of busy, and we... kept doing what we need to do on our end and then I don't know it was probably five to six months after the prayer class Laura took a pregnancy test and she was crying but it wasn't the same tears as the one on the on the toilet where she had turned into the exorcist I want a baby (laughs) these were tears of joy I could tell the difference She was like, I'm pregnant. And I, I'm, I'm just here to tell you, it's not easy. If you want to be in a fight and you think it's going to be easy, you might as well tap out. But some things are worth fighting for. And my family is worth fighting for. The continuation of my family is worth fighting for. Sometimes you're in a battle. Hey, when God blesses you, God knows how to bless you. And so, you know, every morning I get ready to leave, I kiss my wife and my little girl because I'm just so grateful and thankful that he's allowed me an opportunity to have a family again. And sometimes, you know, like I said, you got to fight, no matter it's for your children, your wife, your marriage, your church. You might even have to fight for your peace and your joy. You have to fight for love. No matter no matter what it is, you gotta be willing to fight. You gotta roll your sleeves up, look the devil in his face, so you don't mess with the wrong one. And let him have it. Let him have it. Don't stop fighting until you get your victory. Don't stop. 
And so, so as I close, I don't know what you're believing for. Is it a new job? Is it good health? Is it peace? Is it love? Is it trust? Is it to fit in? Is it to stand out? Is it healing in your body? Healing in your soul? No matter what's broken. No matter what's in pieces. Our Lord and Savior paid the price for it. He died for it. He shed his blood for everything I've talked about tonight. All we have to do is receive. He gave it to us freely at Calvary. Even if you've messed up in the past, the blood can wash you and make you clean. It has washed you. Even if you didn't get it right the first time, God is still faithful. He's awesome. He's sovereign. He's almighty, all-knowing. He's an all-consuming fire. He's my friend. He's my healer. He's my confidant. So, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all that you've done, doing, and going to do. Lord, I love you. And there is none other like you, Father. All my faith, all my hope, and all my trust is in you, O God. Thank you for your goodness. Even when we don't realize it, Father, I just thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your loving kindness, Lord. Father God, I ask that something I said here tonight, Father God, will be used. Used to lift your kingdom, God. Used to touch the next generation, Father God. Father God, we just thank you for your word. The word of God will never pass away. Because you said it. Thank you, Lord. If you have a need, if you want, if you want the Lord to touch some area of your life, the altars are open. If you want somebody to pray for you, pray with you. To fight for you, to fight with you. We're here. 
you're here. Thank you, Lord. You're an awesome God. And Lord, we love you.